Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. Well, we have been studying what every parent should know, and presently we're sharing that they should know how to restore harmony in their home. There are times when people are going to get out of sorts. I mean, it's just going to seem like everyone is at each other. There's no peace, and inside you feel like there's very little hope. Perhaps even someone has left the home in rebellion. But I tell you, there's still hope. God can restore harmony in a home. And so we have been going down a list of ways that will help us. We have been using an analogy of a singing group who come together and sing their different parts in harmony. And I've shared before and even played a small clip of a group of young people that I heard from Lee College sing. And they were just fantastic. And when you heard them sing, it was as if you were hearing one voice and yet it was made up of all their voices blended together. So here is our sixth point on how to restore harmony. Know when to start and stop. When this group started, they started all together. When they ended, they ended together. And I'm going to use this just to share some things you need to start doing and some things you need to stop doing. Well, first of all, you need to stop using harsh and cruel words. And we've talked about this a little bit, sharing that you need to speak, taking the feelings of others into consideration. A discordant note is harsh and it's jarring and it destroys the harmony. So speak out of kindness, speak out of gentleness. But when harsh words do come, and folks, they will, regardless of how much we guard against them. But when they come, refuse to hold them in your memory. You have to stop holding harsh and cruel words. You have to let them go. People are going to say things in the family that can be so hurtful. And if you hold that in your mind, you'll never get past it. You have to let it go. You have to know that was said in the heat of the moment. It was said in isolation. Even though those harsh words came forward, they don't fully represent how the other person feels about you. You have to be wise enough to put harsh and cruel words in perspective and not hold them. I know people who have held hurtful statements that someone has said about them for years and they've never let it go and it continues to hinder their relationship to this day. You have to let it go. Get back into harmony. Go back in your mind and remember kind and loving statements that was said by that same person towards you. So stop holding to harsh words. Also, stop forcing change in your family. It's our natural inclination. We're going to force that person to change. We do it by nagging. We do it by withdrawing our affection. We do it by silence and coldness towards the other person. Listen, put down every weapon that you have that you feel 
is going to force change because it's not going to work. You just need to ask yourself, has it worked? No, it doesn't. Forcing change, giving ultimatums, pressuring someone is not going to be successful. What does cause change? Motivation. Make a person want to do what is right. You have to be creative. You have to think about it a little bit. How can I make this person want to do what is right? As the old saying goes, honey attracts so much more than vinegar. And so stop using vinegar words and pressure in your relationship. And so those are some things we should stop. What should we start? Well, I tell you, it can be summed up in one word. Start forgiving. Forgiveness is a beautiful word. You know the old adage says, to err is human, but to forgive is divine. And I believe that statement is so true. Because if you're going to give forgiveness in the way you truly need to, you have to experience Christ's forgiveness in your own heart and forgive as he has forgiven us. This is exactly what the Bible says, that if we have something against someone, we should forgive them as Christ has forgiven us. Now, the Bible tells us how Christ forgave us. He forgave us before we changed and before we asked for forgiveness. This is incredible. He died on the cross before we had stopped sinning and before we had repented and expressed our regret. And we are to forgive the same way. Now, I have to quickly balance this to say it doesn't mean there's not consequences as parents that you are not to discipline a child. We've already talked about these things. But I'm talking about an attitude in your heart, an attitude of forgiveness that doesn't hold things against someone. And you're able to forgive them freely from your heart, realizing that we all sin, we all do wrong, and we all need forgiveness. And if there isn't a magnitude of forgiveness in a family, there'll never be harmony because we all do things wrong. Jesus gave a beautiful parable in Luke chapter 15. We call it the prodigal son. Here's a father who had two sons. One son wants his inheritance in advance and asks his father for it. In other words, he wants to break up the home. And so the father gives him his money. He goes to a far country. He's wayward. He wastes all his money. And finally, he comes to a condition where he has no money left, no friends. He's actually eating the slop that he's feeding the pigs. And he comes to himself and says, you know what? I need to return to the father. And he comes back and he humbles himself and says, I'm not worthy to be called your son. But the father welcomes him and kills the fatted calf and brings a robe and puts a ring on his finger and says, welcome home. Come back into our family. But the older son, who had not been wayward, he's angry at his father's forgiveness, and he will not come in to the feast. And the father says to him, why are you feeling this way? My son that is lost is found. Come in. In other words, come in and restore the harmony of the family. Now, there's some real truths that come out of this, and let me just run down the list for you. Number one, the father gave his son the freedom to fail. Now listen, you cannot control your children, especially as they near adulthood. You still need to have guidelines around their life, but you cannot pressure them so much that they do not have any freedom. 
And this father realized it. And he let his son suffer the consequences of his actions. And so that is a principle we need to understand in our homes as we're raising our children. Secondly, he continued to have hope for his son even after he left. I mean, he didn't give up on him. It says that when the son returned, the father saw him afar off and came running to him. That speaks to me that the father was always looking for the son. He was always at the door. He was always expecting his return. And when he came, he ran to him. And so I encourage you, no matter how much disharmony is in your home, have hope for your children. Trust in God. Commit them to the Lord. And know that he will eventually bring them back. Number three, the father took the initial steps in reconciliation. Before the son said a word, he ran to him and he kissed him. So many parents miss this. They feel hurt because of their children's rebellion and they're not open and welcoming to their children. And I encourage you, have a heart where you are constantly reaching out towards your wayward children. Number four, he expressed unconditional love for his child. When the son came back, he put him in a place of honor. He brought the best robe. He killed the fatted calf despite the child's mistakes. This is very, very important. You don't have to condone a child's behavior to love them and to always have an open door for them. They need to know that they can always come home. I have a brother-in-law who is a fine, upstanding man today, and to see him, you would never know that in the 60s he had hair down to his waist and he was just lost in the drug culture. And he was just gone for weeks and months at a time from his home. But eventually the Lord got hold of his heart and brought him back to himself. But he's told me, you know, all through those times when I was out in the depths of sin, he said, I always knew I could go home. I always knew that the door would be open for me. And that's an important aspect. If you want to restore harmony in your home, have an open door to your wayward children. And then five, he didn't hold the son's past over his head. He didn't say, well, I hope you learned your lesson. I hope you didn't get anyone pregnant. Well, where's all the money I gave you? No, he just loved him. And I tell you, you just need to love your child. Open your heart and express the love of Christ for them. And lastly, while the son was thinking, I'll just be a servant in the home, I'll be second class. The father restored him completely. In other words, while the son was thinking second class, the father was thinking second chance. And again, this is the attitude that will restore harmony in your home. And that brings us to our last point overall of how to restore harmony in the home. And that is, it takes practice with a leader. When I watched these young people sing, they were cupped around a leader and their eyes were fixed on him, and he was leading them in their singing. Their unity, their harmony came from watching the leader. And I would say the very same thing is needed in the home. You need a leader, and Christ is to be our focus. He will lead and guide us by the Holy Spirit. You need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I tell you, 
it's very practical. It's very real. He does lead and guide us into all truth. He gives you the words to say. He gives you the motivation in your heart. But you have to keep your eyes upon him. And it will not happen overnight. The beautiful harmony of a singing group doesn't happen with one practice. It takes time. But keep your focus on the Lord. And in time, you're going to see a family come forth that is beautiful and one that's honoring to God. Well, that brings us to the end of our study on what every parent should know. I hope that it has helped you and will benefit your family. We'll be back on Monday. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.